Hello and welcome back to the Three Wheel Podcast. Uh, this episode we're talking again with Susie Robinson from Clearbox, and this time we're going to be talking about Independent Intranet's report, which was recently published in January and I believe updated. Um, and we'll let you kind of give a little little bit of de- detail about that. But uh, quick intros. Um, my name's Pete Skelly, VP of Technology at Three Wheel. I'll let Tommy Ryan introduce himself. Hi, Tommy Ryan, the president of Three Will, and excited to talk about intranets. And we're excited to welcome back Susie Robinson of Clearbox. Susie, you want to give a little bit of uh, info about yourself? Sure. Hello again. So I'm Susie Robinson. I work for Clearbox Consulting. Um, I am a consultant and I also look after a suite of reports that we publish um, on different internet products and employee mobile apps as well. And I talked so much last time I've been invited back. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called a good interview. <laughs> so And awesome topics. So um, we wanted to come back to you know you guys have had the sharepoint uh internet in a box uh, report for i think six going on seven years mm-hmm. and so these are relatively new reports this report the independent intranets report came out in january um this is a new report what kind of uh went into why the the independent intranet report so it was mostly because it was an obvious omission um the uh, independent internet uh, market has been around for longer, in fact, than the SharePoint internet market has been. Um, there are products that have been around since um, the mid to late 90s that are still going strong. Um, and it was always something that um, we as Clearbox wanted to do. Um, and it was just one of those things that we never quite got around to doing. Um, and that was one of the things that I was tasked with when I joined about 18 months ago now at the time of recording, um, was to introduce these two new reports to so the independent internets and the employee mobile apps. Um, and it was mostly because there are obvious emissions in the SharePoint intranet reports. When you think of intranets, there are products that go beyond those that we were featuring. So the obvious ones are things like Unily or Interact or Lumaps that were really big products that people often ask about and are very popular in the marketplace. And we just hadn't reflected them. So we needed to make sure we were addressed to that balance. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of begs the question, what is an independent intranet? So we battled with the name of these for a while. So this is the the term that we've coined. Um, But an independent internet is is an internet product that doesn't need to have a Microsoft license in the background in order to run. So it has that independence from a core system. Um, It it has its own CMS. They are developed uh, separately from anything else. Um, And so they really are that kind of independent state, that that kind of individual separate product from anything that's tied up in a, a Microsoft roadmap, for example. Okay. And it, are there, you know, are there primary reasons for customers trying to move to these platforms versus, you know, in our, in our space, that's typically SharePoint. And, and I think you mentioned in one of your blog posts, you know, a lot of times, well, we already have SharePoint, let's use it for, as an intranet. So what are the, what are the differences or primary reasons for moving to kind of an independent intranet versus sticking with SharePoint? So if you look at independence versus SharePoint in a way, although it's not really versus, that sounds a bit bit harsh, but um, 
the, the main thing to remember, actually, is that you can use SharePoint with either of them. So obviously, a SharePoint Internet in a Box product is that layer on top of SharePoint. It fills in some of those cracks. It adds in additional features. But um, that doesn't mean that an independent Internet can't also work with it. Um, mm. And so that's something that a lot of people um, don't realise. And when they go out on the market, they are looking for a SharePoint Internet and don't necessarily realise that actually there's a whole suite of um, products that are out there that will work and will surface SharePoint somehow um, within its functionality. Um, something else as well is that there is a belief that the implementation of a, a SharePoint product um, will be easier um, or quicker, but actually the implementation is pretty much the same between them, um, especially if you end up using a cloud version of an independent internet product it's exactly the same process. It's, it's just as quick or quicker in some respects as well um, than having to configure SharePoint and get everything set up in the background. And that concept that SharePoint is free is also a little bit questionable. So if you have Microsoft licenses, then obviously you do have SharePoint. But um, if I revisit the topic of our previous um, podcast when I spoke around frontline workers, do you really want to set up a Microsoft license for your frontline worker who um, will end up with all of the other stuff that's automatically set up off the back of it, um, even just an email address? Does a, does a nurse really need a, a company email address? Is there a way that you, you communicate with them that's different or, or a barista or someone who works in a, in a shop? They don't necessarily need that level of, of um, technology that goes with getting one of these licenses. And also, even though, um, yes, using um, SharePoint by itself, um, you may choose to develop it, there are costs there. So you don't either have to get an expert in-house or maybe work with an agency externally. Um, and so there's time and there's development there in actually just wrangling with SharePoint in its, its pure naked form, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's, there are hidden costs there. And there are cost savings and, and benefits you get from having a vendor and even a, a SharePoint internet a box product. The vendors are very knowledgeable. They have a huge amount of experience and case studies and examples that they bring with them um, and can help with that strategic journey. So actually, by not going with a vendor, you may actually lose out on that, all of that wealth of knowledge that you can just draw on as an internet manager. And the last point, really, that's the, the key one is... Um, the document repository isn't the only requirement that you need to think about. So that's what SharePoint does do well. Um, and it's what a lot of businesses use, even if they don't use hub sites or communication sites or anything like that. The, the document repository and storage and knowledge retrieval side of things is what's used. Um, but there are loads of other requirements that your business will have. And so only thinking about that and making that the primary reason why you choose a SharePoint internet whether it be by itself or with the product um, is, is just something you need to question and actually think about the rest of your needs and the rest of what your business needs overall to make sure you're choosing the right thing yeah i think that's some really <laughs> that's really packed with information there <laughs> i think now the things that came to the surface to me and what i've experienced in conversations with our clients is um, it's a, the balance between simplicity and capability. And um, if you look at SharePoint, yeah, it ticks all the boxes, but it's not in all cases an out-of-the-box solution. It's a platform. And so these internet in the boxes, 
you know, from an onboarding of your organization, administration, um, and just wrapping your arms around what it is. I think that's some of the attraction of more of a single purpose. It, this is for an internet and it's it's honed in on an internet versus it can be a lot of different things. Um, so that I see that in some of our interactions of some of that desire of, I wish I didn't have to know so many parts and pieces to kind of manage my communication and collaboration. Um, and the interesting on the frontline worker, where we have seen people move in that direction of, say, a Unily, it, it can come down to costs of the frontline worker that you don't want to bloat the licensing and, and go beyond what you really need in licensing. Mm -hmm. um, so you can, you know, have that um, communication channel. And that's what you're trying to get versus all these other things being tacked on. And then you have to make decisions of what you turn on, turn off, what you enable, because now you have that extra responsibility yeah. in managing these assets with a broader community of people. Maybe they don't need that asset. So I think you bring on very important points. And I yeah, I, I think the, the vision of a, what a company has of what that internet needs to be um, is important and that's what journey do I want to take and where am I going because um, you don't want to get to a dead end with that internet either where you've yeah it's easy in the beginning stages but when we get to the more um, challenging needs that an internet provides or needs to have from an integration standpoint um, that's where it, it could you know um, you might see the other side of, you know, the benefit where now this is a challenge when I'm at this part of the journey. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually just touching back on the, the frontline worker side of things, um, most independent and SharePoint internet products have an app or have a mobile approach. And I'm not saying that that's not the, the right way to go. It may very well be. It, it depends on the needs of the business. Um, but an, an internet in an app or mobile format still tends to be quite large and quite um well very comprehensive i think is the best way to put it there's so much in there because intranets do so many things especially now there are, there are so many capabilities that they all have um mm. and so sometimes that isn't the right approach for your your time strapped um, frontline worker who who doesn't want to have to find what it is they're looking for they just want to get it um, and so that's kind of the the difference that I see but I won't talk about that too much because we've already talked about it and uh, yeah, it's about internet today <laughs> <laughs> um, this we typically would would have a conversation with customers about you know what are their what are the outcomes they're trying to achieve in communications? Uh, kind of that one-to-many uh, collaboration, you know, the 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 group um, interactions, uh, content management from a group perspective, uh, and then coordination, which are kind of the policies and and procedures around uh, the content and and business outcomes. This seems to to fit just squarely in that communications um, area and kind of focus on, you know. Um, publishing information or kind of a, a one-to-many uh, focus that's that's going to enable uh, it's not your typical 
uh, re- reproduce the org, stru- org chart in, a, in an intranet so that people kind of find their way in an org chart. It seems to be, you know, much more community or team or purpose driven. Is that fair to say for most of these products? Yeah, there's some interesting things that a lot of them have in common or some really nice features that you don't always see in a SharePoint product, for example. Um, And news publishing is one of those things. So that seems to be a really consistent area of strength. Um, Some of them obviously do do it better than others, but generally across the board, um, it's something they've really thought carefully about. Um, And because it it does have that separation from SharePoint, it's all contained within the system and um, you can upload videos and you can upload photos or you can have a central store within the system itself it can be quite flexible um, and vary quite a lot with the the type of news you want to publish and the way that it's um, targeted and maybe even just down to templates and things as well to get that consistency across things Um, but something that we um, we quite liked and were surprised by in a way was the structure of these intranets um, is challenging what we think of as a um, a proper or correct internet structure. Um, So the the traditional approach of it being like a tree where things um, spread out and mega menus and that sort of approach. Um, There are some products that that don't um, do that. A lot of them do, but there are some that don't. And they embrace a uh, a teams or a communities or a groups kind of uh, structure. Um, And it, it, curates the content based on who it is that's within them and what it is they're doing. Um, So it can be quite flexible in the way that it's approaching that content, um, but also it it could feel quite um, rigid if you want that traditional structure, if you you don't want to approach something in that kind of slightly more flexible way, um, then it's something that um, if if you are going out and looking for an independent internet, just need to think about that and what's right right for the business. Um, An example would be um, Communifier, for example, they have a spaces approach um, so everything they have is, is built by um, that group of people so you could have an HR group which is the people that work in HR and then you could have a, an HR space which is where um, the actual policies and questions and that kind of thing come from there. Um, sorry yeah yeah as you're talking about how the structure is in, in many of these internet solutions um, it, it seems like SharePoint has moved in that direction of a, f- a flat of um, hubs and almost hubs being peers to each other. And now they, there is, um, you know, structure that's becoming more and more available over time. But I think that the nature of it is um, you have a community where um, most of your activity and collaboration and communication takes place and you want to be able to get to that and hone in on my community um, versus being a homepage for the entire company where everyone's competing for space for communicating their message within this landing page. Um, is that the typical architecture where it is is flat in most of these products where it's not that traditional, you have the top level site and it just, it uh, kind of nests all the way down to your organization. It does vary. Um, so there are some, so Communifier being an example, which just does the spaces approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some that are um, kind of more flexible still and, and will actually um, 
allow you to vary it by by the type of content that you're you're sharing so it could be that um you set up a social space but kind of next to it within the navigation is a uh, more structured knowledge kind of content area um mm. but generally we found that social experiences are um much stronger and more pervasive across independent internet products so um sharepoint products tend to either have their own commenting system or own social um, areas that um, maybe don't integrate that well with the whole platform, um, or they try to use Yammer. Um, and so they use Yammer for commenting, but then those comments kind of disappear or don't quite hang together properly. Um, whereas within an independent internet, because they don't have that um, need to work around SharePoint and other Office 365 tools they can choose to but quite often they have their own um, maybe discussion boards so kind of going a little bit older school with forums and discussion boards or um, their own built-in commenting systems and activity feeds so that you can um, tie everything together so it then has that flexibility of being both flat in terms of maybe the, the reference material, but actually the, the sense of community can be built through and, and brought through a lot stronger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've kind of mentioned a few capabilities that they uh, sort of shine at. Are there, were there, what were the sort of business scenarios that you guys used as criteria? Were there specific areas that, you know, these had to shine in um, to kind of move into the, the report? So we have 10 scenarios that we judged everything um, against. Judge sounds a bit harsh, but uh, we, we use that as the way to compare everything. And we have a, um, a series of um, business and use cases that we share with vendors and that we use to um, have a look at the way that they approach things. So we don't have a tick list of um, they have to do these set things for them to get this number of points. We know roughly what that would look like, but we, we want to see how they approach these things and, and how they um, will actually serve these scenarios um, for us to then be able to write those up and, and compare. Um, so news is one of them, one that we've already touched on and one that was generally high scoring across uh, across all of them. Um, but then there are also um, integrations with other systems, so business systems, um, so actually how they bring in the rest of the digital workplace um, or, or link out or um, bring through the relevant things. So maybe even just notifications for, for people to act on. Um, and then beyond that, it's things around uh, user experience and the, the experience for publishers to make sure that that, that um, is covered off enough because as an internet manager, you uh, have an awful lot to do. And if the way that you have to do it is painful, then that can reflect in what you're doing on the site and actually what the engagement levels can end up being um, for the, the people that are using it. Um, and then also we've got things like um, finding and sharing. So um, search is, is one of those things that always comes up when, when we come to um, review internets with clients, the search is always one of those things where people say it doesn't work or it doesn't bring things back. Um, and so we look at the ways that these products will 
surface information or allow users to feed back if they've not been able to find something to then improve that that um, search and findability across the whole whole site um, so we really kind of bounce between um, technical and user-based things it's, it's quite a, a broad approach that we take across those 10 scenarios okay and so you, you mentioned integration. One of the things that were, you know, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, is I'm going with an independent intranet, but I probably do have Microsoft behind the scenes in most large enterprises. So um, how do these solutions balance sort of the independence with the need to surface information from SharePoint or integrate with, um, you know, other you know, some folks may say, well, no, I want to have all my tasks and planner. Can can these products integrate at, at a level that's uh, that meets some of the business scenarios that are not in that kind of independent intranet list? Yes, yeah, so that, that's one of the scenarios as well that we explore separately from general integration. So we, we run the two separately because, as you say, people have probably invested. I mean, Outlook and team, especially Teams at the moment, is so popular. Um, and these products, again, it really varies. Um, but on the whole, we found that they do um, SharePoint integration quite well, especially the, the library side of things. Um, but then some of the other Microsoft 365 tools, they do less well. Um, they have all seemed to realise the importance of Microsoft Teams. Um, so that's something that we have seen more of and know is on more vendor roadmaps for, for um, some form of um, work to be done, whether that's being in the, the left hand menu as, an, uh, as a tab or something a little bit more um, fine grained or more closely integrated. Um, but then some of the other tools, um, some of the, the attitudes of the vendors was, well, actually, we know that people will go externally we know people will go to either the desktop app or they will go to the the, the suite of options um, and so they haven't necessarily looked at them too closely um, so for those businesses that use the whole office 365 suite of, of apps um, a sharepoint internet may actually be the better um, solution just purely because of how easy it is then to access everything and to get all of that information into one place whereas independent intranets on the whole that's that's one of the patchier areas where they don't do it quite as well across the board and some just don't even want to consider doing it so it's not something they've even looked at it's interesting as you talk about um all the different products of Microsoft and the usage of that and how that compares to um, you know, your ability to surface that information from an internet in the box and how integrated that is. And, and a lot of the conversation with um, your the reports from Clearbox over the years, this SharePoint um, versus internet in the box or the ecosystem of those working together um, one of the things that we've noticed is is a, a shift from SharePoint to Teams, where now Teams, especially with Microsoft Viva, is that single pane of glass that I guess is the promise of one place to go. It's all integrated. Um, you, you don't have all these disparate parts and pieces of the platform, but now you have Teams because they're bringing SharePoint in. You know kind of your sharepoint homepage within their news and 
other aspects of content and SharePoint's becoming more of that that background service in its teams. So do you see over time there's comparisons of teams to internet in the boxes or is it still SharePoint to internet in the boxes? <laughs> What's interesting about teams is that it has kind of shone a light on the fact that SharePoint doesn't need to look like SharePoint um, <laughs> because that is what Teams is. <laughs> um, in, in the background, it, it is just SharePoint with a different interface laid over the top of it. So in a way, it may have made more people realize, hang on a minute, yes, we have got SharePoint, what, what is it we actually want on top of it? Um, and Teams is, is a, a very good product um, and it does the collaboration side of things very well, but um, I still think it, it, it misses something when it comes to sharing news and getting announcements out to people. Um, and I think internet managers are probably, um, I, I would think at the moment would certainly agree that it, it's not really the, the right place to completely replace an internet as yet. It does right. do a lot of things very well, um, but there are there are things that are still missing there. Um, and so I think we, in fact, we've covered uh, Microsoft Teams in the employee mobile app uh, report um, because that was one of the things that we were getting asked about whether people should do something else or use a Microsoft tool. Um, but it could be something as time goes on that we we look at Microsoft Teams and think about how it sits with in the world of, of intranets and, and how they do uh, complement each other. Um, mm. But certainly at the moment, we're not hearing from clients that they want to replace their intranets with teams we're hearing that they just want to be able to make sure they, they complement each other um, and that's I think the, the challenge at the moment is just to make sure that they they do work well and people who maybe do go just into teams and not into the internet get that information still or are still able to to get some of that experience and don't miss out um, if they had gone to the internet in the first place yeah yeah and I, I, I wonder if that um improves with viva you know microsoft viva you know some of that's marketing some of it's already productized but in a, a new name and package and some of it's you know really the focus uh, of employee experience which i think is something that's been out there for a long time and we've heard from other platforms like a unily where that's been the focus what's the employee experience and I think it speaks to that simplicity and ease and and flow of information that makes it more effective. Um, what's your thoughts so far from what you've seen in Viva and, and how that helps address some of the pains within the Microsoft platform? I think it's still difficult to say because it's still so new and there's still not all of the information out there yet. Right. I think it's a really interesting approach that Microsoft have taken to look at that experience and to look at um, HR as well. So actually to focus on those people as a group, um, because it's not necessarily been a, a, an audience that they've tried to speak to before. But I wonder whether they will reach them. So whether HR would be willing to listen to Microsoft and to consider a Microsoft tool for engagement, for pulse surveys, for whatever else it might be. Um, 
and certainly something that I, I've not mentioned actually already is, is around um, SharePoint. SharePoint gets a bad reputation and, and actually something that I've spoken to a client about uh, the last couple of days is you always remember a bad intranet. At some point in, in your, your life, you, you know you come across <laughs> one and, and it just stays with you. And, and for some people, that's a very early SharePoint. Um, and so those that reputation um, and that experience is quite difficult to shake. And when you're outside of the world of intranets and outside of the world of SharePoint as a user in HR, then hearing from the people that made this product that you have this horrible memory of, is that, are you going to actually listen to them? Are you going to believe them or are you going to believe the world of HR technology that's out there um, and some of the other products that actually maybe speak to you in a different way that doesn't have that that memory connected to it? And that's something I'm I'm interested to see whether the, the world of HR does kind of start to listen to Microsoft or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that's I think there's a lot of people waiting to see what Viva does and and, you know, what's uh what's reality versus what's marketing at this point because some of it's so new and some of it's not available you know they're they're kind of leaking out some information recently at ignite uh, but that'll be a very interesting space to watch for sure so i think that's that's uh kind of a, a yeah question i know you're you're probably going to wrap up here but um what is come up recently for us and, and we've seen it a few times is facebook workplace that i don't is that in your report or do you is that in the sphere of your conversation around how people are managing yeah, so we, we have covered that in our employee mobile apps report um okay. because we as we were researching it and writing it up it it isn't an intranet so it does have um, document storage to a degree, but not in the same uh, kind of slick way as an, as an intranet does have. Um, but it does have a few different um, or two different apps associated with it. So you have the, the kind of the Facebook experience, then you have the Facebook Messenger experience as two separate apps um, for an employee to, to download. So actually they they've taken that kind of slight step back and said, well, we know these two things do do two different things. So we've approached it in that way. Um, so we've, we've reviewed it in that context rather than in the context of being an internet. But um, we were quite impressed with it as we were, we were going through and seeing the different features and especially from a communications perspective. So um, live events, although that's something again that Microsoft can do, um, but live events are done very well through Facebook and the whole community feel and the variety of things that you have at your disposal as a, a communicator to, to write messages and to share news. Um, but we've not, come across any clients asking about it instead of an internet. It's always been a, an additional platform if they've, they've decided to use it. We've seen in some larger companies that they've considered it at least. It's yeah. been in the conversation, which has surprised me, um, especially in the, in the larger enterprise corporate space in terms of protection of information and privacy and all that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Thanks, Susie. Uh, Pete, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, or? this is this has been really interesting. Um, you know, kind of stepping out of the the box that we normally live in um, and kind of focus on SharePoint. So, it just just prepping for this was interesting to learn a little bit more and see a few few more products. What's 
what's next for you? Are you working on uh, additional reports or, or kind of how can folks get in touch with you? What's coming up? We are looking at the different services that we offer. So as we've been going through these reports, we've been considering actually how can we make it clearer what we, we do offer. Um, so we've just launched a service, which is um, 25 things you can do to improve your internet. Um, so we will come in and have a look at that. Um, and we're also trying to make um, some guidance around how to choose an internet product. Um, so that's something that we've been writing for a little while to try, try and make sure it's comprehensive. Um, so Hopefully in the, the next few weeks that will that will be up. Um, but you are very welcome to contact us. You can contact us through our website. It's clearbox.co.uk. Um, and then we have um, a series of uh, reports on there as well. So if you go to forward slash reports, then you will see the, the three different ones that we've mentioned today. Great. Well, this has been really informative. Appreciate you taking some time to chat with us again. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again when, when the next report gets refreshed and uh, have another good conversation. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you very much for having me again. Yeah, thanks, Susie. If you like this episode, please let us know with a review in iTunes or tweet about the show. All of our podcast episodes, including transcripts, conversations, and questions, can be found on threewheel.com by searching for podcast. Follow us on Twitter at threewheel and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. We'll see you next time on the Three Wheel Podcast.